Oliver Callan on RTE Radio 1. And you're very welcome back. Now, Aaron Sunderland Carey is in studio with us. He's one of many artists featuring in a campaign being run by the Arts Council. It's called Show Up. That's the name of it, isn't it, Aaron? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And you want to encourage um, teenagers, but it's 16 to 24-year-olds, uh, yeah. which you're in that bracket, are you? Even yeah, I'm 23, yeah. You're 23, uh, to engage in the arts. You're an artist yourself. Um, so tell us about your style of art and what you do. Yeah, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Not uh, at all, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yes, my name is Aaron and I'm a mixed media artist. Yeah. Uh, I work in socially engaged art mainly. So that means we kind of work with groups, kind of designated groups or individual people that are of interest or relate to the themes in which we want to work with. So I've worked with a lot of youth clubs and skills. Um, I would have got my start in Rialto Youth Project working with young men from the Dolphins Barnes flats. Yeah. Um, in Dublin eh? and we would have worked on different projects around masculinity and, and things like that and uh, that's kind of the good timing kind of the idea. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what uh, what age group are the, the kids that you would have been working with well that group in particular was 6th class and 4th year so they were around 12 at the time Oh yeah. Um, I've since been back to do a bit of work with them but I work with a whole range of people like the last project I'd done was 2nd class boys so they were they were probably seven about around that oh, right. age mark so all the way up until about six years and you're doing this from, from college where you have some of the previous ones yeah yeah so uh, I went to NCAD and during my third year in NCAD I'd done the Dublin 8 neighbourhood residency with Fiona Wheel, who is a socially engaged artist and she's brilliant um, and she would have been my, my lecturer she would have taught me kind of some of this and introduced me to Reality U Project and I, I would have stemmed from there and I've continued to do that sort of work it's not the it's not the easiest place to get into the world, is it? The National College of Art and Design. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> serious <not>. art. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not meant to be the easiest anyway. No. Um, I I kind of came out of school and I done a PLC course. I kind of wasn't sure of where I was going to go when I came out of school. Yeah. Um, but I had an interest in art, so there was kind of some people saying to me, you know, maybe look into this PLC to make a portfolio of work to get into art college, but I wasn't too sure about that. As well, around that time, um, I got in contact with the Axis in Ballymun with the John Duffy Youth Arts Bursary. Someone sent that to me. They said, there's a thing of the Axis here. They're looking to give someone a bit of money for art. They weren't really sure what it was, but they knew it was an opportunity of some sort. So I looked into it and uh, I applied. And Mark at the time, who was the director at the time, and uh, now now it's Nave. Uh, they looked at my work, they liked what I'd done, I'd been just right. doing some work at home and they gave me a bursary and a space to work and Brilliant. to make some art and I used that and the encouragement that gave me and the little bit of funding that, that gave me, I went and done a PLC course to try and make a portfolio and I used the two of them kind of at the same time to build a body of work in order to get into NCAD. When you have the enthusiasm and the talent, the, the help is, is there around the place. Yeah. Can you tell us um, where did you go to school and uh, what was that experience like when you had art trundling around in your head? Yeah, so I, I went to uh, I went to Guild School Ballymoney um, for primary school, mm-hmm. which is an Irish school, and then went to School Katrina um, in Glasnevin, just outside of Ballymoney because that was the the closest kind of Irish secondary school. Um, so we went there, and I suppose for me, art would have been the only thing I was interested in secondary school. I, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have had much of an interest in, 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 in much else. I never really would have applied myself. And first to third year, I suppose teachers would have seen me coming in from Glasgow Ballymoney with them, the other lads from my area and would have seen that I wouldn't have had much of an interest and kind of just tired me with the same brush. I would have been kind of a, a, just put into a class of people that were considered maybe the messers and 
because I didn't have much of an interest in maybe maths or and stuff like but, that. But is this uh, is it because you're from Ballymun? Is that what there's um, from the Ballymun school? Uh, well, I think but it's glass never. It's a bit. Of, it's a bit of both. Uh, I think at the time, see, it was different people running the school at the time and uh, school Katrina now. Since then, I know some of the teachers and the principals and stuff in school Katrina now, and they're much better with this sort of thing. But yeah. at the time, the the principal at the time, I think. Um, had maybe just had some bad experiences with people coming from the particular skills, uh, School and Chakta Lake and Glasgow Ballymona, which are the two Irish primary skills in, in Ballymona. I think you would have just had some uh, negative experiences with young men from them skills and mm. would have probably just made an assumption that most of the lads coming from them skills were trouble. Well, that's the key thing, making the assumption. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of taking each person as they came. Um, did you did you have any issues in school? Did you, you showed up all the time? Yeah, I would have shown up most of the time until I got to about 40. And uh, unfortunately in school, I wouldn't have had much of an interest in going to school anymore. Um, but I, I kind of was coming in and out of school. Around that time though, my me, me mum realised I had an interest in art. And she kind of in a roundabout way, kind of got me to go to the to the art galleries. So she would have been making a whole mission to go to the art gallery herself and then was kind of encouraging me to come along with her because she knew I would have rather done that than go to school. That's right, OK. That was a great idea. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a good idea. Um, probably didn't realise at the time what was happening, but um, she took me to the art galleries and i seen a lot of work. I remember seeing a Philip Guston painting, uh, this brilliant cartoonish depiction of... Klu Klux Klan members, um, right. but it's a it's kind of a satire and trying to show the ignorance of of racism and stuff. But I remember thinking that 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 was a lot more accessible to me than some of these more kind of classical paintings and stuff. And I, I took an interest in it, and I went home and I started googling and started reading up on things. And then I think it was around that point that I would have started taking art a bit more serious. And then was that it, that was the Hugh Lane Gallery? Was that it? was in the Hugh Lane? Yeah, that was in the Hugh Lane. And uh, then yeah, my birthday would have came up. A while after that, my mum was looking, what, you know, what can I get you for your birthday, you know? And uh, I would have asked for a sketchbook and, and, a, and a few markers or pens or whatever to start start doodling. And then I would have went back to school then in fifth year, would have started bringing that, that sketchbook and them pens and stuff with me into school. I'd say your doodles now are pretty good. <laughs> they, got, they got pretty good after all. Yeah, the rest of us might call doodles. <laughs> it's amazing because we were talking to an artist here only a couple of weeks ago who would have done the Leaving Cert in the 70s, 1980. And the idea of going to art college was just thrown out the window. You, knew to, you need to go and get a job. Yeah. But it's good to hear that it is very radically changed now, isn't it? There is, there's yeah, a, there's it, a path there for you. There, There is a path, yes, but I think the path is kind of still difficult. I think the path is kind of hard for people to see, especially within uh, communities like, like Ballymun, like I would have had a lot of people kind of kind of saying to me, well, what are you doing that for? Or what, why are you spending your time drawing pictures? Like, how are you going to make money off of this? How yeah. are you going to make a living out of this? Mm. And like, that's a fair question. Um, obviously, like, it'd be great if we all came from some great privileged affluent background where you had a big wealth of money to sit and paint all day. But sure. obviously most people don't. And uh, we all need to be, concerned about how we're going to make money and pay rent you know um so it's a real concern but people around kind of more working class areas and areas like Ballymun um they just can't see that pathway you know there's not much connection to the world of fine art or much experience in that field so it can be very hard to see how you're going to do it. so there's talent just not not uh, emerging as a result yeah I'd, I'd say there's a lot of talent not emerging i think there's a lot of people who feel discouraged maybe or feel a little bit lost and uh, there's definitely a mix of kind of 
social pressures and financial pressures that kind of deter people from following yeah. that. You mentioned the assumptions that even um, a school down the road was making about um, kids like you coming from the, the Ballymun schools. What about experiences going to galleries? Yeah, so experiences going to galleries were, were quite mixed. Like when I went, when I went with my mum, uh, it was always a great experience. But then I remember going with lads from school when we were about 16. Uh, we went into the National Gallery and there was two lads with me who, they had an interest in art and they were definitely interested in, in some of the work and they were looking at the paintings uh, very clearly though from a working class area, from an area like Ballymun, from the accents and the haircut and the, the jackets, like you can tell. So we walked into the gallery and I remember this lad pointing at the painting. He took an interest in the, the sixth seal in the National Gallery. Mm. It's a great biblical painting. Gigantic painting. Yeah, fire and lava and opening up from the ground. It's, it's a great painting. I remember him taking a real interest and he called me over because he knew I, I'd like that. Um, and he was like, look at how he painted this. Isn't this brilliant? And he was pointing at the painting. And I remember the security guard letting a roar at him like he shouted at him. And he was like, don't touch the paintings. And he was right. like, I wasn't touching the paintings. He was like, you were touching the paintings. I seen you. This school together was so like over the top and aggressive and and just in your face about it that the young lad turned to us and said, I'm leaving, I'm gone. And he walked out of the gallery. And I can oh, tell he you. he left. For, yeah, oh, he left. He left. I, I can tell you for a fact now, that fella hasn't been back in the gallery since. And he had an interest in that. But mm. I can tell you he wasn't back in that gallery since because he was just met with confrontation. He was made feel like he shouldn't. You're not supposed to be here. Shouldn't have been yeah. there. Or that he was doing something wrong by being there and taking interest in the paint. And he just he just left. Yeah. Because art is for everyone. And I'm sure the gallery would be disgusted to hear that experience happening. But that unfortunately happened to him simply because, they say, the way he looked. Mm. They, were, yeah. they, they were the assumptions. Yeah. It didn't deter you. No, it didn't. It didn't deter me. Um, I always had an interest in it. And like you said, art is for everyone. Uh, and there's definitely people out there who are more than willing to help you or more than, more than interested in what you have to say like yeah. so there are there are the good sides to it as well there are positives to it like the Axis and Ballymun who, who I got uh, connected to and there's other youth projects as well like Pop to Youth Projects and stuff around Ballymun who are great and are always encouraging young people to get involved in creativity whether it be music or, or art so there's there's a whole bunch of other avenues in which you can connect into it that uh, I think if you could just show young people in these areas that there are these other ways into it that you don't have to go straight into these intimidating spaces where you might be a little bit afraid or you might not 100% know what's going on. There are more local, more middle ground sort of spaces where you can find another way into that. Yeah. I mean, it, that's exactly what you're doing now, isn't it? You're yeah. trying to get these youngsters in. So before I talk about show up, I want to talk about um, the first project. What, what It was called What Does He Need? You mentioned it there. Yeah. Uh, exploring is first and second years in secondary school and what yeah, they... Yeah, that, that, that group was. Uh, it's not restricted to that now. So What Does He Need was a project started by artist and educator Fiona Whelan along with Rialto U Project and the theatre group Broken Talkers. Mm -hmm. So it was it was their child first and they created this project that explores masculinity and what shapes young men and what young men need in kind of modern Dublin. Um, but it's not restricted to Dublin, but that's where it started. And... Uh, yeah, I would have been brought in to work with a group in Dolphins Barn. As I said, we made a boy called Deco. Mm -hmm. So the idea for the boys in the making aspect of the group is you, you start with a group, you create a character, you create a name. It kind of represents people. Is so exactly. Deco was a Rialto. 
Yeah, exactly. Their goal was from Dolphins Barn and he was at their age and they spoke about all the things he liked and, you know, him going to the shops and buying sweets for his little sister out of the pocket money he gets from his mum and, mm. you know, things like this. Um, but there's some real, you get some real depth to it when, you, when you're talking, you investigate and explore some of the issues. Like the lads came up with a storyline for Deco where, you know, his dad didn't live with him anymore, but his dad would call him every now and again on the phone. Right. And that's in the story. Now, you you're left to kind of fill in the gaps but you know you can you start to see these kind of societal issues that sure, these young yeah. men are, are facing through this narrative in a really creative way so I think it's a really good project and uh, I'm very happy to be just, involved You've in said more than many government reports already what else did you find out about the uh, the, the kind of grievances of, of kids in school? Yeah I, I remember uh, there was one line we, we made a series of posters so there was a, there was a filmmaker involved in, in Deco as well uh, David McGovern uh, and he made a film with the young the young lads and I was involved with the film process and then we went back and made some art in response to that. And we made posters and stuff. I remember there was one that said uh, Deco sees syringes in the sand pitch. So there's this field full of gravel outside the flats. Uh, so I think already that says something that, you know, there's not these clean fields where they can play football, it's all stones and gravel and, and bits of broken glass. And, and then in there you see these empty syringes as well. So you're, you're kind of painting an image of what's going on and the, the struggles they're facing without having to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. I thought it was interesting as well that some of the grievances, this was second class, I think, wasn't it? The very innocent um, complaints in the world, long queues. Yeah, the second <laughs> class boys, yeah. And Donny Carney, uh, Skull Kieran. Um We made two characters up there, James and Lewis. We made a book. Uh, it was a brilliant book. It was a lot more innocent compared to the Deco project. Uh, but their grievances were quite different. Yeah, waiting in queues or getting stuck, uh, speak, getting stuck outside the shop when Lamar talks to someone that they see, you know, and <laughs> stand there. That is one through all the ages, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than when you're a young fella and your mum spots someone in the street and she has to have a good old chin wag and you're stuck. <laughs> if only that was the worst problem that they had. And uh, as as it got older, then the this isn't Donny Carney. The uh, the grievances changed dramatically. Yeah, so the Donny Carney group was the second. Class and then the, the Dolphins Barn group was, was the first years. I get you, yeah. yeah. So there, there is quite a, a jump then, you yeah. know, coming from second class to, to about sixth class first year. There's, a, there's quite a difference. Like it goes from standing in queues to then questioning whether or not they should be kissing boys or girls because other people are starting to do it and are they interested in boys and girls? And, you know, like the questions that they're asking themselves, it, it changes quite a bit and it's really interesting to see how that develops. And they're having that conversation openly uh, among themselves. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, like, I'm there as an artist and there's other people who come in to the project as artists and stuff as well. But then there's youth workers. Um, and I find in the youth projects, it's a lot easier to address them uh, them conversations because they have a different relationship with the youth worker, you know, versus yeah. a teacher maybe in school. So you can't, you can't get them open conversations if you build a relationship with the group. So it's very important to have a kind of long-term project that you you slowly build up relationships with people and they, they trust you more and they can speak to you more and they, but also that they're aware of what's going in, like what's going to be made public, what's going into the story, where is this project going, that they have control over the artwork itself, that they have control over the narrative and then what narrative gets told about them and how they're represented. They, these are all questions that come into socially engaged art practice which are very important. I think it's, that's really the core of it, you know. So how different is the, the project you're involved with now, Show Up? That was, um, what does he need? Yeah. So, so, what, what so the you... Show Up campaign, the Show Up campaign was, 
his show campaign was very interesting. Uh, Niamh Mungi got in contact with me. Uh, she works kind of with the Axis as well as the Art Council, so she would have became aware of me through the Axis and she got in contact. She said she was interested in my work and the types of projects that I've done and that they were doing a campaign to encourage young people and, and thought I'd be a good show for it. Uh, so I was more than happy to come on board. The, the differences between, I suppose, it's... It's definitely a lot more. Uh, it's not. It's not a social engaged art pro, uh, project. That's the difference. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a social media campaign. But to, uh, to get these youngsters into to the get these young people yeah. in. But I was very happy. I was very happy to be involved. I think it's a great idea. I'm very glad to see that uh, the Arts Council is trying to encourage young people and is reaching out to young people because there was definitely a disconnect. There was a lot of young people. I remember speaking to in the U projects around the time I was contacted about this. I was asking them like, "Do you know?" what the Arts Council is and they were like no I don't know what the Arts Council is they don't know what they do there's a lot of young people who don't have a clue about what it is so it's nice to see that they're, they're trying to make an effort to introduce themselves to For these sure, younger yeah. audiences and encourage them to go to these events that's great What kind of response are you getting? Yeah I'm getting hugely positive responses uh, around the show campaign and around the article in the newspaper there's a lot of positive responses uh, different people getting in contact with me artists friends skills and community organisations um, which is great Getting a small bit of bit of stick on That'll Facebook, happen. but that happens on <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Don't get too het up about that. Hopefully, yeah. uh, when you're when you're chatting to all these youngsters, you're young yourself. You're only twenty three, and someone actually says here, "What a fabulous interview with Aaron." Twenty three, well done to him. Art is for everyone. I see it in my twelve year old son. He finds art calming. It should definitely be promoted more for kids, says Aoife in Galway. Well, that's what you're you're here to do today. I was wondering. What is the state of teenagers uh, that, from from your perspective, of having seen and chat and work work worked with worked with them in all these projects? What what's the state of them at the moment? If that's not a too broad question, yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah, it's definitely very broad. But I think um, I think a lot of young people in in Dublin they they feel a bit lost around where they're going or or, or what they're doing. I mean, obviously that comes naturally with being a teenager, but yeah. but I think coming out of COVID and then as well with the cost of living issues and and rent, I know you probably think well how can that affect a teenager but as they go through their teenage years and they, they want to start getting a job or maybe they're, they're looking at how they can progress if they don't see a clear pathway on how they're going to progress into adulthood if they don't don't see steps ahead of them it can detour them and it can it could push them the other way I mean there's definitely a real sense of confusion and loss with, with younger people now That's incredible I wouldn't have thought about that you, you don't think teenagers are kind of following what's happening in the news and in the atmosphere of the country, you don't think they're thinking about the future at all. <laughs> but they, they totally are. Yeah, yeah, de definitely, definitely. There's definitely young people out there who are. And there's definitely, you know, young people out there who are only caring about living in the present as well at the moment, which kind of obviously a whole other set of uh, That's of allowed too, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's allowed, you yeah, know, they are, they are teenagers, yeah. for goodness sake. Um, what would you say is, is, is kind of the thing that's going to help them the most? I think investment in these communities, especially within working class communities, um, mm. I think there's young people who are on the fringes who could it could go either way, and you see it all the time growing up. You know, we've seen it with my own groups of friends. You kind of get to a certain point, um, maybe fourteen, fifteen, in these areas, and you're kind of almost offered it an ultimatum. You're going to go one way or you're going to go the other, and I think it's very important to get in there while they're young, and to put things in place to make sure that they don't go down the wrong path and I think those things would be investment into community centres art centres uh, youth projects get the young people in invest in projects 
that are going to keep the young people engaged in new projects and in art mm. centres, whether it be, and it doesn't have to be art, you know, it could be sport and, and a whole range of things, but obviously I'm speaking as an artist. Um, I think if you got people in to do art projects, visual, music, and you keep them engaged, you work with them throughout the teenage years, it gives them another set of skills to work on that they can carry forward into adulthood and it keeps them out of trouble and it keeps them out of the street. Will you run for election as well while you're at it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Um, how how is Ballymun at the moment? I mean, how is it viewed? I, it always seems to me as a, an outsider from Dublin, uh, outside of Dublin, that Ballymun always had the kind of pop culture coolness about it anyway, along with all of the issues. Yeah. But it must have changed. It must be changing. Yeah, it's definitely changing. Um, it definitely changes, but it fluctuates. It goes through different phases. Ballymun does. It's it's complicated. Uh, but. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, I'd change issues in it, but I wouldn't change Ballymun, I wouldn't change the people of Ballymun. The people yeah. are always been, what anyone says, if you speak to anyone who, you know, you always, oftentimes when you say, I'm from Ballymun, someone says, oh, well, I know someone who used to live there or whatever, but they they always say the people of Ballymun are the, are the best part of it, and it is, that is the case. There's always been a great sense of pride in the area, a great sense of community in the area. I think the sense of community has been lost at times, um, especially over the COVID stages yeah, and, yeah. and also poster generation, some change has been made in the community and it, it's kind of it's kind of separated some of the community aspects of Ballymun. But we're trying what, to what are those changes that. you're talking about that, that kind of separated the place? Well I think I think there's uh I think there's physical changes and then I think there's kind of cultural changes. So the physical changes to the landscape would have been the flats coming down yeah, yeah. and people moving to houses and it would have left a lot of green spaces in between in the middle of Ballywon. So there was a lot of empty space left between different housing estates. And then people within those housing estates are in their own homes and they have front gardens and back gardens. So it changes, amazing, the, yeah. it changes the community dynamic versus the blocks of flats yeah. where people were passing each other on stairwells and on flats and uh, on balconies and so on. You know, people were a lot more connected back then. But then obviously, as well as that, comes the cultural changes with technology and and so on. You know, people have cars, people have phones. Isolating so, as well. Isolating as well. So more people spend time indoors and stuff. So the community aspect over the years, between physical changes and social cultural changes, it's just, it's it's lost. It's been lost a little bit, but there's definitely people who are really passionate about bringing it back and trying to keep it alive. And I think we need to focus on that. We need to... Yeah. Push that community aspect in body. Hell of a GA club up there as well. Yeah. Kicking. Kick yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very powerful. Very powerful. Uh, listen, you've really moved people. What an inspiring young man. We need to hear more of these stories. Wonderful to hear. A passion is about art, spreading the word to young people. Well done to him. That's from Mary. Uh, this young guy gives me hope for the country. He's a good start to the day. That's from Joanna. Well, that's your that's your duty done. <laughs> that's um, what, how do we find out about this campaign, Aaron? So the, the campaign is uh, the show up campaign with the Arts Council. Um, you can find it on, it's a social media campaign, so you can find it on the Arts Council's Instagram yeah. as well you can find it on my Instagram and you can find my book on Instagram, on Instagram. Well. you have great work on Instagram and particularly around the kind of old spirit of Ballymont some yeah. interesting quotes I didn't know what a mix mix rolls was but it was a local greasy spoon was it yeah yeah mix uh, rolls was great back <laughs> in the day yeah. Yeah. listen Aaron uh, Sunderland Kerry thanks a million for coming in to us thanks very and much good luck to you we'll be watching we'll be watching what you do next 51551 that's the text email oliver at rte.ie 